Welcome to Fairmont Pacific Rim, and thank you for joining us for Building Artistry, a self-guided audio tour of our ever-expanding art collection. Over the course of the next 35 minutes, we will explore and learn more about the public art and architectural detail at Fairmont Pacific Rim, beginning outside and gradually making our way throughout the hotel. Now let us set the stage for the art that is to come. Fairmont Pacific Rim's art collection is contributing to Vancouver's reputation as an emerging public art destination in North America, with some 350 works found throughout the city, ranging in size and significance. Approximately 60 of those works are of particular note, with many of the notables being part of West Bank Peterson developments, our hotel playing the most prominent role. Fairmont Pacific Rim is Vancouver's definitive luxury hotel. From the moment the hotel opened on the eve of the 2010 Winter Olympics, it set a very dramatic stage and with its art and architecture, revitalizing the traditional union between the two under the direction of owners and developers, West Bank and Peterson. The art collection is not themed, rather driven by interest and passion. It showcases the best of local Vancouver artists and at the same time ensures international and commissioned works are prominent. The collection now includes works by Neil Campbell, James Chang, Liam Gillick, Fred Herzog, Guido Molinari, Ian Wallace, Joseph Wu, and Adad Hanna, and underlines a deep commitment to bringing art and artists into all aspects of the hotel's design and development. In Canada, developers are required to set aside a percentage of the overall development project costs toward public art. That percentage varies by city, but in many cases, it is the creation of one signature piece. In the case of West Bank and Peterson, each project has far exceeded public art requirements, and their ongoing contributions are recognized by the cities in which they develop. We would now like to show you our current body of artwork. Facing the concierge desk, please proceed directly ahead, past Jovenet Cafe and out the doors directly ahead of you. Turn left out the door and walk towards the intersection of Burrard and Cordova, which is the street you are now on. Do take note of the gelato shop, Bella Gelateria, on your left. You may want to discover the art of handcrafted gelato here later. Once you have reached the corner, please stay on the sidewalk and look up. We will begin with a 2010 installation by British artist Liam Gillick who is regarded as one of today's top conceptual artists. Gillick is part of the generation of artists who gave art a new impetus in the late 1980s and early 1990s. Gillick deploys multiple forms to expose the new ideological control systems that emerge at the beginning of the 1990s. He has developed a number of key narratives that often form the base for a body of work. If you look up, you will see a narrative that reads, Lying on top of a building, the clouds looked no nearer than when I was lying on the street. Gillick's hypnotic, continuous thread of words stand two feet, or 0.6 meters tall, and are in his signature font choice of Helvetica Bold. The letters are anchored boldly along specially created narrow concrete fins that run along the south and east corners, and they occupy floors 5 through 22. Where the artwork ends, the luxury residential units begin, 
in effect serving as the defining point. He is considered one of the top 12 artists in the world. Gillick's design is specific to the location, context, and architecture of the Fairmont Pacific Rim. Gillick poses open-ended questions about the structures, social, cultural, or political realms that influence how meanings are derived. He approaches his work from multiple viewpoints and invites those who experience his work to come to their own conclusions. Gillick's art practice has many forms of expression, including graphic works, industrial design, sculpture, public projects, critical and theoretical writings, art criticism, curating, musical scores, and films. A number of Gillick's other public projects include Fort Lauderdale Airport, Florida, 2002, the new Home Office Government Building, London, 2005, and Lufthansa Headquarters, Frankfurt, 2007. When viewed from the street, as you are now, note how the letters reflect the surrounding buildings and shifting colors of the changing Vancouver sky. We are now going to cross the street, walking south on Burrard towards Cordova. Turn right and proceed along Cordova back towards the direction of the hotel until you are standing across from the hotel's front driveway. Look up towards the southwest facade to see the forest screen by James Chang, the hotel's architect, and Adeline Lai. Here, on 9,500 square feet, or 883 square meters of stainless steel, a photograph of North Vancouver's majestic rainforest has been brought to life using a patent technology that employs hundreds of thousands of texturally rich perforations, bumps, and dimples. The holes are both concave and convex, and change in size. They are digitized in the same way as a television. The concept and execution of the piece was designed by James Chang and then made in Kansas under his direction. The actual photograph from which this was created can be seen in the hotel between floors two and three. We are now going to make our way back to the hotel, heading to the main front entrance. You can cross Cordova on either end of the block at the lights. Once you have reached the courtyard, we encourage you to stand on the sidewalk, clear of the driveway entrance, and look at the dramatic installation in front of you, named 16.755 by Omer R. Bell for Bocce. It was unveiled in March 2015 and enhanced with additional branches in winter 2017. The grove of abstract trees runs the 100 foot or 30 meters length of the hotel's main entrance and stands upwards of 30 feet or nine meters tall. The glass leaves on the trees are formed by sequentially pouring three separate layers of colored molten glass on a horizontal plane. Each layer has a different opacity, which responds to the haphazard shape of the previous pour to create a uniquely layered whole. Two of these layered pieces are then attached together and illuminated with an eternal LED lamp. In the case of this grove, there are 755 lit leaves, thus 16.755. The finished product becomes visually complex. Each separate color layer is visible through the others. 
and a halo of light is captured along the poured edge of the glass. The permanent installation at Fairmont Pacific Rim is Bocce's largest public artwork in Canada. The Vancouver-based firm, founded in 2005, is regarded as one of the world's leading design firms of contemporary manufacturing, building, and industrial design. Bocce numbers each of their works, and 16 was first envisioned in 2007 by Arbel, Bocce's creative director. However, it was archived, as the company's infrastructure and access to technology were not yet sophisticated enough to realize the work's full potential until recently. The Vancouver Reveal followed another Bocce installation of particular note, coming just weeks after the unveiling of 57 at Canada House in London. Hosted by Canada's then High Commissioner to the United Kingdom, Gordon Campbell from Vancouver, and attended by Her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth. The art at Fairmont Pacific Rim played an integral role in its architectural design. Ian Gillespie, founder of West Bank, explains the passion and importance of the art. The guiding philosophy of the West Bank practice is Gesam Kunstwerk, German for total work of art. And in this context, our public art projects continue to increase in ambition, imagination, and scale, and most importantly, increase the role of artists as active collaborators in creating art that evokes conversation. We are now heading towards the main entrance of the hotel. Please notice that on either side of the entrance, there is a pond, which is home to two art installations. On the right side, a particular point of pride is the 1970 Jaguar XKE, regarded as an icon of motoring. And this E-Type, ranked number one among the world's 100 most beautiful cars of all time by London's Daily Telegraph. The Red Jaguar is on a personal loan from our owner, who is known to take it out for an occasional summer sprint. A similar 1970 Jaguar E-Type Roadster is part of the permanent collection at the Museum of Modern Art in New York. When the Jaguar is not on display, you are likely to find the latest BMW through our partnership with the brand. It could be an i3, an i8, or other luxury BMW vehicle. Now, drawing attention to the left side of the pond, you'll arrive at the revolving bicycle carousel. Fairmont Pacific Rim offers a fleet of BMW crews and electric bicycles that outfit guests for a true local Vancouverite experience. One of the hotel's most popular amenities saw a major makeover with the unveiling of this custom one-of-a-kind bicycle carousel and the introduction of new electric bicycles. Under the creative direction of the hotel owner, Westbank, and local woodworking design firm, Chapel Arts, the ideation of the carousel saw many inventive and inspiring design iterations before settling upon the carousel concept as seen today an endeavor undertaken to transform the ordinary storage of bikes into an extraordinary form of engineering and art. Spinning around above the pond, the carousel is made from mahogany plywood and houses 18 custom electric BMW bicycles. The carousel is operated by the hotel's resident bicycle butlers that equipped guests for their cycling adventure in Vancouver. Each spoke is outfitted with a unique lock and key and access card 
which are used to call the bicycle, rotating the carousel accordingly to release and to rehouse it on return. Customizable lights installed at each bicycle slot allow the butler to identify the correct bicycle and call it to the entrance of the carousel. Now please head across the curved bridge with its teak inlays into the hotel lobby. Stepping inside the hotel, you will see one of the city's most captivating lobbies. It is the sum of its parts, art and architecture coming together. Here, we are going to take a few moments to look at each individually, beginning with the expanse of wood you see as you look up to your right. This is American Walnut. You will find this wood incorporated in many details throughout the hotel. It took three shops to produce the amount of wood required for this expanse, and this exact piece was the largest amount of walnut purchased from the United States that year. Look closely, and you will see that everything is matched up perfectly, even at the breaks. This warm walnut is juxtaposed with cool marble highlights found throughout the lobby and hotel. All the marble in the hotel, except for that in our Willow Stream Spa and the flooring in the bathrooms, is from Italy. Situated above the retail shop, you will find the Serielle Bible piece by Canadian artist Guido Molinari. Molinari was born in Montreal, Quebec, to Italian heritage, with his parents from Borgo at Mozzano, Tuscany, and Naples, Campania. He began painting at age 13, and his existentialist approach to art was formed during a bout with tuberculosis at age 16. Serielle Bible is a series of carefully executed bands of color, producing a subtle optical illusion, causing the flat canvas to appear to move in accordion-like folds across one's field of vision. Above the concierge desk, you will find the second Molinari piece, Quantificateur Bleu. It's a vertical blue rectangle with a slight sheen picking up the texture of the canvas. There is no sign of the artist's touch, the work resembles that of vinyl film. The title is equally neutral. It is one of many blue quantificateurs, distinguished because it was painted in August of 1994, and by its six elongated, irregularly shaped vertical trapezoids. There is no suggestion of its content or meaning embedded in its work. It is one color, infuriatingly mute. Continuing on through the lobby, past the front desk, situated along the marble lobby, stands three glass vitrines showcasing vintage couture dresses acquired by the hotel's owner, which rotate seasonally. Like the art, the West Bank fashion collection is ever-evolving and growing. Text on each vitrine gives context to the beautiful work within, along with the designer those who have shaped fashion over the 20th and 21st century, with each piece representing a significant moment in design. Guiding West Bank's fashion collection is William Banks Blaney, who Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, The New York Times, and other prominent fashion Bibles refer to as the King of Vintage. The marble on the right wall past the front desk and lobby lounge columns is called Bianco Statuario. Style is called book matching, a process where the marble is cut and peeled in half. They lay it out in the factory 
to make sure the pattern is consistent. It's an old world technique, which is rarely used anymore due to its expense. Decades ago, it was common to see in bank buildings. Another example in the city is our sister hotel, Fairmont Hotel Vancouver, regarded as the city's historic grand dam. She has the book matching marble on her conference floor. Turning your attention to the left in our lobby lounge stands the Bianco Statuario marble columns, and we understand were extremely difficult to create. Dramatically striped black and white zebra stone fronts the centerpiece of our lobby lounge, a 20-foot fireplace, as well as our elevators and desks for the reception and concierge. As you move forward through the lobby, note that the marble flooring had been laid on the diagonal, guiding you perfectly to the stairs. To the right of the grand staircase above the marble wall, you will find a third piece of the work by Guido Molinari's titled Red Quantificateur. Placed on the adjacent corner of the marble wall hangs the fourth Molinari piece, the black and white structure. The bands, or vertical stripes, are one of the most respected and sought after periods of Molinari's career from the period of 1964 to 1969. The bands are always equally divided with some sort of color play going on. Many paintings are split into two sides. Walking towards the stairs at the far end of our lobby lounge, let's stop by the piano, across from which is a dramatic 18-foot-long carved stone bench that rises from the floor. This Fazioli piano takes center stage at the lobby lounge and it was commissioned specifically for Fairmont Pacific Rim for its 2010 opening. This piano took approximately three years to make and 1,000 hours to build. It was handcrafted in Sicile, Italy, near Venice. This high-end piano manufacturing company produces just 100 pianos a year, with approximately only 2,500 in existence worldwide. The Fazioli piano at the Fairmont Pacific Rim has 18 karat gold fittings and under the piano lid, which you see when it is open, is a laser-cut wood inlay that echoes the origami sculpture soaring above, which we will get to shortly. Made by Paolo Fazioli, it holds pride of place in the lobby lounge and is the focal point for much of our live music. The live music component, an art form in itself, is also important to our total aesthetic. The Fazioli influence extends beyond the lobby to a signature Fazioli suite, where various piano parts, as well as photos of the making of the Fairmont Pacific Rim piano are on display. Let's step further through the lobby lounge. Moving to the terrace area, here you will see high top tables which project from underneath the lyrics of Bob Dylan's iconic songs, I Shall Be Released, Forever Young, Like a Rolling Stone, and Lay Lady Lay. The words glow and come alive as the sun goes down. Just before we exit the terrace, look to the interactive sushi bar called the Raw Bar. The Raw Bar has been named the city's first 100% ocean-wise sushi destination by the Vancouver Aquarium. Since the Raw Bar made its debut in 2013, it has become renowned for its innovative presentation and quality of ingredients. A must-dine for the sushi savvy, 
100% ocean-wise, it reflects a commitment to remove unsustainable sushi options and creatively replace them with sustainable choices that are better for our oceans. Each plated presentation is captivating. Food and beverage play a significant role at Fairmont Pacific Rim, and for our culinary and cocktail connoisseurs, each are art forms on their own. Again, you will note the full integration of all art forms. Now we move to the staircase. As you begin your walk up, look to your left. Perched above the bar on a canopy is a current but ever-revolving art piece. This space has served to showcase works that include the sculptural maquette, Rising, by Zhang Huan, a Chinese artist of international acclaim, in addition to a specially commissioned two-part sculpture, McQueen, by Vancouver artist Neil Campbell, who has staged solo and group exhibitions around the world, including New York, Cologne, and Geneva. These works, like others, are rotated through West Bank developments, ensuring the art and artistry is seen by many. Once we get to the top of the stairs, turn left and move towards Botanist Restaurant. Botanist is the newest restaurant at Fairmont Pacific Rim, opening its doors in spring 2017. The restaurant made a grand entrance into Vancouver's culinary scene, having been recognized as the city's best new restaurant among the top 100 restaurants in Canada and awarded best new restaurant design. Designed by St. Marie, the design began with the notion of a conservatory, which anchored the concept theme and guided the narrative arc to bind the spaces together, creating one grand space and at the same time offering four distinct areas, each with their own personality. From the heart of the lobby, attention is drawn to the second floor where both light and dark spaces set the dining experience stage. Starting in the botanist lounge and running from the main entrance through the entire length of the restaurant is a spectacular 180 foot long, 54.9 meter by five foot wide, 1.5 meter origami sculpture executed by Vancouver origami master, Joseph Wu. The piece, which took a year and a half to make, was commissioned with the hotel's opening. It is believed to be the single longest piece of origami in Canada. As well as art, it provides a strong visual element from the street and lobby and draws the eye and guests to the restaurant's second floor location. During the day, it is a unique textural element and an illuminated sculpture at night. Origami is the traditional Japanese art of paper folding. Cultural historians disagree whether it is an indigenous Japanese craft or if it arose earlier in China. However, either way, it is the Japanese village form of paper folding that is best known today. For centuries, it was a modest domestic decorative craft associated largely with women. Next, let's turn around and head toward the walnut wood wall past the entrance of the elevators. Go just past the top of the grand staircase and look left. Along this wall, you will find the work of Ian Wallace. Ian Wallace was born in the United Kingdom, but is a longtime resident of Vancouver. He is recognized as an influential figure in the development of internationally acknowledged photographic and conceptual art practice 
and is known for juxtaposing monochrome painting and photography, drawing attention to the differences between the two mediums, and referencing aesthetic and social issues through various themes. This work consists of 12 inkjet enlargements, which began with small studies that were then scanned and reprinted at a much larger scale, making the texture of the painted canvas and pencil line explicit. They are part of an ongoing project that reconstructs and reframes images from two films by Jean-Luc Godard, Le Mépris, done in 1963, and Masculin Féminin, 1966. Although these studies were created as templates for large finished works on canvas, this series is an independent work, and to date, no finished works on canvas exactly duplicate these compositions. Maintaining his long-standing interest in introducing photographic and cinematic imagery within the framework of abstract painting, the works within the series explore this integration. The photographic imagery selected by the artist has been appropriated from various European avant-garde films from the 1950s and 60s, which share and express the anxieties, misapprehensions, and ultimate emotional impasse reached between two lovers and the painful consequences of ego and possession. Wallace develops these themes of dramatic conflict through graphic and painterly compositional techniques, using collage and enlargement of the textural detail through scanning process. Once extracted from their original narrative and reconstituted within Wallace's compositions as photographic stills, the images of the male and female leads are cropped and separated and therefore given symbolic value within Wallace's own expressive system of representation. Through his teaching at several prestigious Vancouver art institutions, Wallace puts emphasis on the importance of art history, supporting visiting artist programs, and takes a progressive approach looking at the common history of various media, including film, photography, and painting. Wallace influenced a generation of artists emerging from the Vancouver scene, including members of the so-called Vancouver School of Artists, Jeff Wall, Ken Lum, Stan Douglas, Roy Arden, and Rodney Graham. Some of those artists are featured in other prominent West Bank developments. If you now turn around, walk to the very top of the grand staircase and look up just behind the staircase, which goes from floors two to three, you will see the James Chang photograph of the North Shore Mountains which inspired the exterior forest screen installation that we saw at the beginning of the tour. We will now head back downstairs, go down to the grand staircase and turn left at the bottom, head towards the guest elevators. As you move towards the guest elevators, look to your right. You will now be looking at Blackwater Ophelia by artist Adad Hanna. This is a video of a tableau vivant, a living picture the term, borrowed from the French language, describes a group of suitably costume actors or artists' models, carefully posed and often theatrically lit. Throughout the duration of the display, the people shown do not speak or move. The approach marries the art forms of the stage with the painting or photography. In this case, the work was inspired by the 1852 painting Ophelia by John Everett Millay and by a visit Hannah made to the Algernon First Nation community in Lambton County in 2010. 
Hannah worked with the collaborative support of local artists, Jessica Butler, Norman Barney, Jane Austen, and his assistant, Russell Bonin. Local photographer Haley McCard is featured as Ophelia. The cycle for Blackwater Ophelia is approximately 10 minutes long, and you will notice slight movements, a fluttering of eyelids, a hand that floats with the water, mesmerizing. Looking to your left and by the sides of the elevators are backlit works by Norman Albert Fowler, who was born in British Columbia's interior in 1916. At the age of 21, he moved to Loon Lake, a somewhat remote rustic resort area in northern BC. It was here that he spent his life and where the majority of his photos, many on slides, were taken. He continued taking pictures of the native wildflowers and animals he came across until his death in 2003. Norman's images were rediscovered by his nephew and brought to the attention of art collectors. Our owner, who has a great interest in photo-based art, purchased the rights for Mr. Fowler's work from his family. Vancouver is known for having the largest concentration of photo conceptual artists in the world. Of the top 10 in the world, three come from Vancouver. Jeff Wall, Stan Douglas, who did the Woodworks Riot Image, another West Bank project, and Rodney Graham, who is working with one of our owners on a new mixed-use development project called Vancouver House. Vancouver is known for this medium of backlit photography imagery. At Fairmont Pacific Rim, you will find it in our public space and also in our guest bedrooms, where one of our four different images is featured above each bed. From here, we move back towards the grand staircase and into Jovenet Cafe, just on your left-hand side. The inspiration for Jovenet came from two sources in Italy. The first being a shop in Milan called Corso Covo, a destination restaurant and bookshop with new and classic one-of-a-kind publications on art, architecture, literature, design, graphics, and fashion. With emphasis on photography and music from all over the world, the product selection and orientation of Giovanni emulates this fun and famous destination. Corso Corvo covers anything from Dolce & Gabbana and Stella McCartney wedding dresses to rare albums and one-of-a-kind Nike running shoes. The entire store is eight buildings over four levels with a courtyard in the middle. While our Giovanni is far from the scale or breadth of Corso Corvo, we have worked to incorporate local and whimsical items along with international fashion, art, and design magazines. Even owner Ian Gillespie's own coffee table books, Building Artistry and Fight for Beauty, which covers all of his company's projects, including art installations, can be found here. The second inspiration for Jovene is an art piece displayed at its entrance, found close to our starting point and ultimately our ending point. This will be discussed momentarily. Let's take a few moments to look at the works of Fred Herzog, placed throughout the cafe. Please wander at your place, taking time to read the plaque attached to each work. Herzog is an acclaimed photographer who is known primarily for his photos of life in Vancouver. His work focuses on ordinary people, the working class, and their connections to the city around them. Within his images, bodily gestures, 
the decomposition of consumer culture and the architecture of the streets take on a heightened resonance as the impact of modernity becomes visible in the everyday life of the city. Herzog was born and grew up in Stuttgart, Germany in 1930, but was evacuated from the city during aerial bombings in the Second World War. He arrived in Canada at the age of 22, living briefly in Toronto and Montreal before moving to Vancouver in 1953. At one point, Herzog was a medical photographer. He worked primarily in Kodachrome slide format, which initially limited his ability to exhibit in the 50s and 60s, when most work was done in black and white. But he has become increasingly recognized and is now regarded as somewhat of a local treasure. We will exit Jovenet near the outside entrance door, just past the coffee counter and cake display case. Turn right out the doors and head back towards the lobby. On the right-hand side of the hallway, we will find the second inspiration for Jovenet and the finale to our art tour. Inspiration for this piece came from an advertisement in The Economist magazine created by artist Enzo Mari, who is interested in the psychology of visual perception. Enzo is a self-taught artist and industrial designer. As a design theorist, he exerts enormous influence in Italy he created an ad for a giovane imprenditore, translated as young entrepreneur, described as someone that is created from two persons, a soldier of utopia, the designer, and tiger from the real world, the entrepreneur. It is always the tiger, if he wishes, who can allow at least a fragment of utopia to be attained. The large yellow poster at the entrance to the cafe recreates the ad which created much buzz in the industry when published for a young entrepreneur with courage, humility, and the ability to know the difference between the role of the designer and that of the entrepreneur, in other words, function working with form. Owner Ian Gillespie recreated this piece and then kept it for many years. He wanted to be sure it would be used where he could share it with many people. When MGB designed Jovenet, he was reminded he had this piece Jovenet's color theme and name were inspired by this art piece. This concludes our tour, Building Artistry. We sincerely hope you have seen our passion for art and architecture on this tour. Thank you for your interest in our collection. While you can review your podcast and our handout if you picked one up, at any time, you can review the entire tour with visuals on our website at www.fairmont.com slash Pacific Rim. Now, creative cuisine, cocktails, or sushi, anyone? The art of creating all of these and more is just a few steps away at Fairmont Pacific Rim. If you're a guest from out of town, thank you for joining us. For our locals, thank you for spending some time with us today.